cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, goodness me, Matty boy. What a game. What a game seven of NBA basketball. The Jazz versus the Nuggets. Jazz were up three games to one. Nuggets came back, came down to the last one. Jazz have the last shot. It's a steal. The Nuggets go out the other. Easy layup. Miss it. Jazz get one last shot. It comes out. So poor old Aussie Joe Ingles, his uh, is, season is over. So... You know, yeah. I'd be surprised by what you're telling me, uh, except for the fact that after our show yesterday when we had our meeting, <laughs> it turns out you were watching the game behind the window of the Zoom that we were on. Oi, yeah, well, I had How? two windows open on my computer <laughs> and one of them I was looking at Matt O'Kai suggest absolute tripe <laughs> topics for our podcast. And on the other, it was an ex- excellent game of basketball. So which one are you going to watch, mate? You uh, know, but yeah, when that last shot rimmed out, I, I sort of cracked and I went, oh! And everyone's like, what is it, Alex? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> I didn't think my suggestion my of named that movie was uh, really that riveting, but well done. <laughs> But anyway, Matt O'Kynan, it's not the big sport news in Australia. The uh, the grand final news has been very interesting. It's on the move. We're going get to be getting into that in a moment. Plus, we've got a good pal giving us a call all the way from New York, Wendy Zuckerman. Yeah, she's uh, the host um, creator of a podcast called Science Versus. You may have heard it uh, on the interweb. She's just so awesome to chat to. And we've got a burning scientific question for her that we asked on this podcast a couple of weeks ago now and we've finally got someone who's who's with the brain power to mm. actually answer it. So we're going to be uh, hitting Wendy up about that bamboozling topic soon. It's been a question that's been niggling at the back of our minds for a couple of weeks, but really it's been niggling for a good 30 years for both of us, Matt O'Kind. So uh, hopefully Wendy has the answer for us a little bit later on. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? Some all-day breakfast. Yum, yum. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Yes, Matt O'Kine, there were rumours, there were whispers, there was a full state trying its best to keep something within the grasp of its fingers, but alas, it has been pulled and uh, the AFL Grand Final will now be taking place in the beautiful Sunshine State. The Gabba in Brisbane will be hosting the first ever night footy Grand Final. Yeah, look, I know it's uh, making a few Victorians sad, but as a Queenslander, I'm pretty proud. I got to tell you, I'm pretty proud. Along around my group chat with the uh, with the old mates from high school, uh, there was a lot of hoorahs. Um, one friend actually said that he forked out a thousand dollars for club tickets, um, which inc- for Brisbane club tickets, which included all finals games. Right, <laughs> hasn't been to a game all year because of the virus, but suddenly grand final lands in his lap. That means he can go. Yeah, a few states a little bit unhappy. I mean, Perth were vying for it. Their stadium, very new, very state-of-the-arts, could hold more people. There's less cases there. Um, Adelaide too. I mean, uh, the Adelaide Oval, such a beautiful stadium as well. Still got the Grass Hill. They would have done very well. Very few cases as well. But um, I had a friend who was asking, oh, who do you reckon will get it beforehand? And they said, I reckon Queensland. I'm like, why, why is that? And he goes, well... The two NRL teams in Queensland are going absolutely abysmally. They are <laughs> yeah. stinking it up down the bottom of the table. The Broncos are getting smashed. Oh, they're they're every the worst. Week. They are embarrassingly bad this year. 
And there's it's what and the two AFL Brisbane teams or Gold Coast Brisbane are going quite well. So to then suddenly come in, I mean, it's a it's a marketing opportunity here, Matty. Yeah, mate. If we got a chance to make it, who knows? Fingers crossed, we can do it. And uh, the Queenslanders will be up in the stand singing along to this. Oh yes, Mike Brady, sing it to me, baby. Um, up there, Kazali. Do, do you reckon anyone in Brisbane knows what a Kazali is? <laughs> I don't know what a Kazali. Honestly, what is a Kazali? I thought it was. Is it a flower? <laughs> I've no idea. There's an old footy player named Kazali who used to take high marks, and so it's yeah, you know, jump up there and take a mark, Mister Kazali. Why has he got his own song? <laughs> well, you know, why has anything got a song? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I did. I really thought it was a flower. Um, our producer Broad actually was just saying before. Actually, Broad, can you jump on? Because um, I asked you, Broad, what what a kazali is, and what was your answer? Well, I didn't know what a kazali was, but I said every time I, I at the grand final when they played this song, like I always get emotional and start crying. I don't know why. Really? It's weird. Of <laughs> um, you, you like crying thinking about a guy catching a footy. Well, I didn't know that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care about AFL, but every time I watch the grand final, it's it's an emotional day. Oh, that's sweet, that's Bron. It. You, the two sport things Bron uh, takes interest in are uh, up there, Kazali and Andrew Gaze. So um, uh, good a bit of sport happening in Brisbane. Now, obviously, it has been tight-lipped. Anastasia Palaszczuk, uh, the Premier, calling it a coup for the state of Queensland, uh, Gil McLaughlin, very happy to be doing it there as well, I, I'm, I'm sure. And uh, they've actually got together and released the uh, schedule for what's going to be happening on Grand oh, Final Day. Yes. And we here at Matt and Alex have managed to get a little hold of the rundown uh, for the big day later on in the year, 24th of October. And so uh, we thought we'd give it to you right now. Before the match... Corey Worthington will post the event on his Facebook and 300,000 Gold Coast Bogans will turn up and trash the joint. Afterwards, uh, it's time for the National Anthem to be sung by Bob Catter. Then we'll have the jumper presentation for the umpires uh, who will be officiating the game in metre-made gold bikinis. Afterwards, the crowd will become a little bit restless and unruly and start asking what the weird long things are between the athlete's head and shoulders. So Dr Norman Swan will give a pre-game lecture as to the concept of necks. The game will start an hour later than planned uh, because Queensland will not realise that the Victorian schedulers were previously working on daylight savings time. <laughs> A bit going on at the members' stand at the Gabba, who will be enforcing a new strict dress code of at least one thong. Only mid-strength drinks will be served at half-time, which means a thimble of cola with 13 shots of rum, as opposed to the standard full bottle of straight Bundy served with a straw. And after the final siren, the final match, entertainment, Violent Soho and Ballpark Music will be playing uh, with Bindi Irwin choreographing a cacophony of cassowaries doing calisthenics, a true feast for the senses. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Enjoy your grand final. Drink responsibly. 
coffee? Yeah, go on. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now on All Day Breakfast, it is time to check in with Wendy Zuckerman, a good friend of ours. Uh, she is a science journalist and started the podcast Science Versus in Australia. Some people loved it so much that she now lives in New York and does it as a full-time job, Science Versus. It's an awesome podcast. You should check it out. Uh, and yeah, love talking to her, Matt, because we always learn something. Oh, she's one of the smartest people I know, to be honest. Well, and, and she just collates the information so well. She translates it so well. She just delivers it to the common peasant like myself. <laughs> just really makes you understand the basics. So uh, we had a huge chat with her, a wide-ranging chat about coronavirus and living in New York during the pandemic and how to find the right information through all the science and facts and fiction. And we talk all about that during a long lunch that you're going to be hearing uh, in the near future. Not too distant future. Yeah, but uh, but we thought we'd uh, let you hear just a snippet of that chat right now where we got her to expand on what Science News has been grabbing her attention outside of this pandemic. Wendy Zuckerman, obviously the scientific world focused on coronavirus for the rest of the year, but are there any science stories that we've sort of been missing with this uh, big pandemic going on? What's something interesting that you've found over the last little while that uh, has been quite cool on the uh, non-COVID side of things? Oh, yeah, the um, what we, we called on the show the old NCVC, the non-coronavirus <laughs> content. Um, <laughs> That was, we, let's see, there was quite a, quite a lot of things. I mean, my head's been a little bit in, um, in like the microbiome, like all the weird bugs that live on your body and all the cool stuff they do. And uh, one thing that is kind of in my head now that, that I, I was reading about is that the bugs on your skin can help wounds heal. Um, because they like, like if you get, and I mean, I think it might've happened because I, I, I like injured my leg and it like got a gash on my leg. How? There was a floaty involved with a with a metal thing and my friend like jumped on the floaty and <laughs> oh, you could just imagine me trying to explain it to the urgent care and she listens to science verses and I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> um, so in the pool just, parties in the summer, hey, in the, in the Hamptons the, or something like that. It was a lake. It was, oh, it was it's just, no, it was. It was Connecticut, but um, so it was anyway. It was. I, I was feel like you're up to no good, Wendy. This I feel very suspicious <laughs> yeah. about what this, what's going on here. But yeah, anyway, you were definitely involved in an international spy incident, and this is just a, <laughs> just a decoy. But no, go on. So, so there's this there's this gash on my foot and I on my on my leg. Sorry, and um, and I was just and I had just been reading about this research that shows that some of the bacteria on your skin actually sort of interact with the wounds. This is research done in mice, but let's just say you for the moment. Um, <laughs> the interact, and it sort of like encourages the skin to like grow back properly. And I was just sort of imagining that. It's so cool. It's like, and then when I asked the researcher, like, why do they do that? And they're like, well, because it's their home. Like it's the, your, your leg is the bacteria's home and they just want to fix it. Little microbiotic thingies. Little pals helping us out. <laughs> that's so, that's right? a like very just... wholesome scientific fact. Thank you very much for that, Wendy. But there is something <laughs> yes, we do yes, need to get into, you. something that came up on the show recently, which we literally said, 
we're going to need someone to help us out with. And uh, we might actually play you a replay of what happened on our show in regards to uh, having your sheets on the bed. So maybe have a listen to this and uh, we're going to get your opinion in a moment. You know, you have a big night or whatever, you stumble upstairs, you walk into bed just waiting to crash and you look down you're like, no, it's all in the washing. It's and just so you, And you're sort of rolling around on a nude pillow just sweating into it knowing it's going <laughs> to stain it that gross yellow colour. Just but, <laughs> making your bedding yellow. Oh, what a great Australian I know, tradition I always, that is. I always look at the pillow, I'm like, how is my head leaking so much brown at all times? <laughs> What is it? Where is it coming from? Can we actually, can we get a scientist on to just tell us where the yellow comes from? Because I haven't wet the bed in a long time, but still I have the... the I'm leaking the yellow all the way. I'm like one of it's the like bananas characters. <laughs> anyway. Yep. See, now, Wendy... You think you host a science podcast, but we hit some pretty hard topics here. Uh, can you can you mm-hmm. finally explain to us, Wendy, why is our bedding yellow? Well, I've got the answer, but you know, lower your surprise expectations a notch. Um, so mm. I'm going to pretend you know nothing, just so that I can put on my podcast voice and go, oh, you know. Guess what? But I'm guessing you know most of <laughs> okay. this. So, so sweat is is transparent, um, and then as it comes as it comes out of your body and interacts with bacteria. Here we go again with bacteria. Then the bacteria like mulch it up and then fart out the smell. So that's why your your sweat smells. It's actually it's actually like transparent and odorless. So that's why it smells. And then when it interacts with like bacteria that might be on your bed sheets, then it starts to, or you're often like your underarm of a t-shirt or something, then it turns yellow. So that's what's going on. But your sweat, so it's, it's actually your sweat it's is the not the It's the fabric bacteria bros catching up with, you know, the, the skin bacteria bros. They get together, have a little party, yeah, and then the spill the yellow beer on the carpet and uh, that's what we get. <laughs> yes, and the wetness really, really helps it all come together. Well, I mean, do you know anything about keeping your bedding clean at all? Like, what's the best <laughs> way to do that? Because I mean, like, you can't. I mean, are you supposed to just more chuck than your? Once you can't just chuck your pillows in the wash, can you? That's why you have pillowcases, mate. Look, forget about that. Ask Google that one. But I've got. Um, I did find some other fun sweat facts for you, if you yeah, want. Please. Because I did go down. I went down a rabbit hole last night, you know, wondering about coloured sweat, and I realised that there is actually a disease where people can actually, it looks like they're sweating different colours, like blue and red sweat. And what's happening is it all comes back to the bacteria, but is that sometimes like there's like weird different kinds of like bacteria and fungi that when they interact with your sweat, they turn it blue or turn it red. And I was looking at pictures online and it literally looks like your your like skin is like inky inky blue. Oh my gosh. Wow. That would freak that me cool? out so much. Starting to look like a smurf. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I hope that uh, I hope that anyone who is leaking red or blue today is um, feeling okay still. Um, it's not dangerous, is it? If you if you leak blue into your sheets, it's just bacteria. It's not. It's not because it's a it's a bacteria. Often you can just get an antibiotic for it, and, and it's it's solved. It's you know it's it's Ooh. even easier to fix than Matt's dirty pillows. 
The yeah, mystery okay. of how to All right, clean well, that will, will exist. I'm sure someone will monetize that in the future and uh, give people, you get to uh, choose which colour sweat you are, like some sort of Instagram filter for your body. <laughs> uh, but Wendy Zuckerman, <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Thank you so much for checking in uh, from New York. All the best with it over there. We will keep listening to Science Versus to keep updated on the latest happenings in that world. And we, yeah, we really appreciate you going through this this time. It's great that the uh, the scientists uh, have an opportunity to step up and be the rock stars of 2020. Oh, isn't that a lovely way to put it? Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Catch it up. Catch you later, Wendy. Bye. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Back to Australia, Matt O'Kine. And uh, have you heard the good news? Um, is, hey, hey, it's Saturday coming back on? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Although it's the same kind of feeling that you'd get if you heard that news. Australia's in a recession, baby! Yeah! Recession, recession, yeah! Um, I, yeah, recession, I, mate. I feel like this is not the feel-good, uh, you know, tune that you should be. We should be dancing around about. Uh, I didn't even re. I mean, we we spoke to a, a financial expert last uh, last quarter to discuss the looming <laughs> yeah. recession when Treasurer Josh Frydenberg suggested, look, it was likely to be happening, and now, mm. well, it's happened. We, look. We did try to get a financial expert on today, but I feel that they've uh, gone and hidden in their bunker uh, with the rest of the financial <laughs> experts running from the inevitable end of the world. Uh, who knows? Maybe a couple of them have hitchhiked on the way to New Munchen to just avoid what's <laughs> happening here on uh, on surface level. Um, but you're right. It was even bigger than we thought. Two negative growths. Uh, the first one, it was sort of just after March and we thought we were going to be a big drop. It was just sort of a little bit of a dip, but this one, the biggest one since the end of World War II, Matokine, 7% down. Yeah, look, and I guess it really just means that uh, people aren't spending and, uh, you know, everyone's keeping their money tight. Everyone's well, they don't have jobs. Tr- and those who do, you're right, they're pinching the pennies. Trying to save, exactly. And look, there's, there's various ways you can save. A friend of mine messaged... Um, the other day said, lads, I just called my bank, asked them to reduce my mortgage. They dropped it in less than five minutes, the, the, the call took. So that's hundreds of dollars. Perpetual growth in an economy is an excellent thing to have, but it's also obvious. I think other people have pointed this out, potentially even Rutger Bregman, good friend of the show, has pointed it out that it's like you can't grow exponentially forever, but this is a particularly you know tough set of numbers because of the human cost of this kind of thing, because it means that, you know, people are losing their jobs, tourism industries, hospitality industries, entertainment and comedy industries, music industries, oh, you know, these sort of me. things are down. People aren't going out and entertaining. And so a lot of uh, livelihoods, and that's where things can really start hitting hitting close to home, um, is when, yeah, these really affects people's livelihoods and their ability to put food on the table in, in some instances. So um, it's not looking too good. I mean, I was pretty surprised because I was looking at the last recession. It's been about 30 years and I'm like, what happened to the GFC? But I'm like, that's right. We didn't even go into recession in the GFC. But remember how big that was? We yeah, weren't even we got, in a recession then. Well, we got that that sweet cash payment, you know, the 9-hung, which uh, I think mm. there are a few bagged wine companies that owe me a, uh, <laughs> a 
a little thank you note when that happened. Um, but look, I mean, I look, I found myself just rethinking my economic strategies over this uh, over this period. You know, I mean, and and I'm you're no I'm longer l- investing in uh, McCade frozen pizzas. Are you putting <laughs> that money elsewhere? Well, I tell you what, the contract to that um, piece of land on the moon crashed pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, the real estate agent had to send the the price reduced uh, newsletters out after that week. Oh, I uh, tell you what, not, not as much equity in that one as you'd hoped, my friends. Well, um, yeah, but I mean, it's funny because you're seeing now, you know, people are constantly umming um, and ahhing about the price of real estate, whether it's going to go down. There's apartments in Sydney. I saw an article. It's like. Apartments in in Sydney are dropping by one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I was like, "Ooh, maybe you can get a bargain." No, it's still a two bedroom apartment worth one point three million dollars. <laughs> like, Unbelievable! That, that is criminal. But no, what I did was I cut up my I cut up two credit cards because I only had them for the points for the points, and mm. I was like, "This is a I'm I'm just." It's just a nightmare, me tracking down all the various different sites and everything. So I snipped them all up. I've redirected everything into my my one account, kept everything simple. And it's like, I'm like, why was I putting myself through all that just hassle just to get a few frequent flyer points? Well, anyway, the politicians will be aiming to turn this ship around. We hope the next quarter is a little bit better. And, yeah, obviously wishing you the best in this uh, the recession times. I mean, we can still party to some Paul Simon if we uh, if we need to. But I think one of the other good things is to keep that money for shop locally, you know, help out those around you, uh, holiday locally when safe to do so, keep that thing tuning over, and, uh, yeah, we should be, should be okay, hopefully. Yeah, also just um, try to stop making it rain. Uh, when you're in the club. So just avoid showering anyone with uh, fiddies and hungies. That's my uh, that's my tip. My name is Matt O'Kine, your money weather man. <laughs> Matt O'Kine, the world's first financial analyst and weatherman in one. I smell toast. Now, Alex Dyson here in Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, we love a bit of talk back. I dare Certainly say do. you listening make the show for us. You're always funnier than us. You're, without you, we would just be two hopeless fools in an empty room. <laughs> but, but every now and again, the talk back that we love, uh, it's sort of like a um, an amoeba splits off and starts creating new talk back of its own, which means this week we've created the very first talkback conga line. It's been very fun, Matt. We started off with Talia, who gave us the answer to, what's your mystery smell? That's right, Talia's sister uh, was found putting tiny bits of foam up her nose uh, that started rotting in her nasal cavities, <laughs> uh, creating the said smell. So we asked you from there... What have you put where? And Claire got in touch. She told us she put an accidentally drug-laced wallet into a US post box. Um, and then during the story, she told us how she dug herself an incredibly big hole by telling the police about it nearby and then getting herself uh, in potentially more trouble than leaving America. And so we've asked, when have you dug yourself a big one? When have you got the shovel out and just started trying to mine for some iron ore? Um, but instead found Barry. Uh, and we've had a couple of people <laughs> call, calling us up. Charlie, uh, you've dug yourself a hole. Hey, man. 
I did. I, uh, obviously, when, you know, when you finish uni and you don't have a job, uh, so I was applying for just everything. And I got this interview for a company that sells trucks. And I don't have the first clue about trucks. I know a little bit about cars, not a, not a thing about trucks. Anyway, I managed to lie myself into the job. Which I did not expect. You aced yeah. the truck job interview. I did. I sure did. Well, what sort of questions are they asking you at an interview where you can know nothing about trucks and get the truck job? I think all they need to do is like, what does this sign mean? And it's just like pulling the string uh-huh. for a horn. So when you see kids doing it on the side, you pull it and they go, you've got the job, sir. Uh, it was just, it was random questions like, um, you know, it was classic type of job interview where it, it was obviously all the questions were pulled straight from it, from the internet. So there was very little actually to do with trucks and a lot of it to do with what's your biggest weakness? What's your biggest strength? <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, my biggest weakness is, oh, I, I know too much about trucks. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't hang out with people because I talk about trucks too often. Yeah, yeah. I ended up having that job for for six months. Uh, and <laughs> we managed to sell some trucks and then got out before I got uh, picked up on it. So you were selling trucks? I was selling trucks. I was selling big road train trucks. <laughs> People are like, so, was- so uh, is the chassis definitely going to be uh, manoeuvrable when it comes to putting in the, <laughs> the third attachment? And you're like, yeah, I, th- I reckon. Oh, was, I almost got caught once um, because I said, oh, yeah, no, it just needs these spark plugs. And the guy turns to me and goes, you know trucks don't have spark plugs, right? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no, rookie error. All right, well, Charlie, you've done very, very nicely, my friend. Thank you very much for uh, chatting to us. We know who to call when we need to buy a truck. Yeah, not me. Um, the next caller joining us who's also dug themselves a hole is Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, boys. How's it going? Good. Thanks, Ryan. You dug yourself a hole at work. Yeah. So I've been with my boss for about four years now, and I've got a, a bag full of um, calling in sick notes in the morning, um, if text messages. And um, I decided to text him at about 6.02 in the morning saying that I got food poisoning from the night before. And um, about a few weeks later, I ended up using the same excuse again. And um, they they didn't say anything about it. So uh, all good, rocked up to work. And then about another two weeks later, we were having a discussion about um, just food and all this and seafood and uh, I proudly said, yeah, I, I don't get food poisoning. I've, I've never had it before. And they, they jumped right onto it and said, <laughs> oh, no. two weeks ago, four weeks ago, you've called in sick saying that you've got food poisoning from the night before. And I, uh, oh. I quickly skimmed my way out of there and, and, and drove home. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when you say you've got a, you know, a bag of notes, sick notes, have uh, you just got like a whole bunch in your drafts that you can just mate, fire off at any moment? I've got flat battery, uh, tree falling over the road. Um, yeah, not feeling too well. Everything. I've used them all. Uh, so, okay. Well, so if they are in the drafts, this oi, is genius. Oi, 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 oi. Are we going to send a couple to your boys? Are we going to share, <laughs> yeah, come on. share the little Google Docs we got, Ryan? Can we, can we get a little yeah. all-day breakfast communal pot happening here? Yes, I've got a few notes I can um, send to you. <laughs> oh, mate, this is that great. Would be well, absolutely brilliant. I mean, sure, our producers and bosses are watching us do this right now, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
Um, well, thank you so much, Ryan. Really appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll s- not see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe. I'll uh, text you at six in the morning, see how I go. Yeah, yeah. Watch out oh, for those, those prawns, mate. Those... Yeah, the seafood batter. <laughs> the tree's falling over the road in this area. A bit windy in Melbourne at the moment. So um, thanks very much, Rizy. Catch up. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Cheers. And and that brings us to the end of today's all-day breakfast episode. Thank you very much, Ryan, for uh, having a chat to us. It's been very good. It sure has. And look... Um... Maybe we could continue our conga line. So Ryan's got his little sick notes up the sleeve. He's getting some time off work. How do you how do you slack off at work? What are your work slack hacks? All right, get in touch. We'll see if we can uh, finish off this week with a big old hey of the conga at the end, which will be good. Hey, another awesome uh, chat we're going to be having tomorrow. We're going to be having a, a little chinwag to this guy. We'll be coming back for you one day. Guarantee you'll miss me Cause you changed the way you kiss me Your love kick starts again I only need my crew plus me All night Yeah, he's an artist called Example, and I mean, he's had some absolutely massive hits around the world. He's just released a new hip-hop album, which I really want to chat to him about, because he calls Brisbane home now, you know, so it's a huge change for him. Yeah, you may know him from his international massive songs, but did you know he lives in Brisbane? (laughs) It's quite incredible. So we're going to be catching up with Example tomorrow on All Day Breakfast to see what's going on. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, downloading it, having a listen, and uh, we'll see you back here on the same old uh, little app wherever you listen to us uh, tomorrow. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.